This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Socially Supportive, where you'll hear the hottest insights and discover cutting-edge technology as we take you behind the scenes with the latest authors, top executives, and industry thought leaders. This is Customer Care the Social Way with your host, Frankie Sochet. Episode 150 of the Socially Supportive Podcast is brought to you by The Social Pack. Get on the inside to stay on the top side. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and join today for the latest tips, tricks, and technology in digital and social customer care. Also brought to you by Bluehost. The best web hosting for just $3.95 a month Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting service by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. Plus, Bluehost's trained in-house experts are there to help 24-7. Their robust help center includes guides, video tutorials, and more. You can try them and love them, or get a refund within 30 days of signing up. Your satisfaction is their top priority, and they're confident you'll be pleased with their services. So, Head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the Bluehost picture today for more information. Hello, Social Pack. Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. And this is a very special Wisdom Wednesday because this is episode 150. Wow, we've had 150 episodes full of information that you can use to make sure that you have got the best digital and social customer care programs possible. So thank you to everyone who helps make this show possible. Thank you to all of the listeners. And thank you to all of you who support me in bringing this podcast out every weekday. I really appreciate all that you do. So let us talk about what we're going to be talking about. This week, we have focused all around Facebook and what is going on with Cambridge Analytica. So there's a lot in here and it's enough to devote an entire week to what do we need to be thinking about. On Monday, episode 148, I talked about how you can report on Facebook use and how that may have changed or not changed after news of Cambridge Analytica came out. There was this whole hashtag delete Facebook movement where people were saying they weren't going to be using Facebook anymore. So it makes sense that we just want to see, are we getting as many inquiries through Facebook as we did before? Are we getting more? Has the nature shifted at all? It's possible that if you have enough customers that decided they wanted to delete their Facebook accounts, that you could have seen a big shift in volume over to Twitter because Twitter is, of course, where that whole hashtag delete Facebook movement was happening. Probably didn't see that, but you can be informed and let someone know that there was either a change in volume or no change in volume. And then on Tuesday, episode 149, I talked to you about transparency around Facebook data collection. If your company has an app, or if your company is just providing customer care on Facebook, you'll want to make sure that you are sensitive to the fact that customers are very sensitive to what you're doing with their data. And being prepared with just a few links about what Facebook does with data, a few comments about what your company specifically does with data and what their mission statement and values are 
can be really helpful to a customer who's a little sensitive right now to having a lot of their information out there in the world. And today we're going to talk about Facebook restrictions on personal data access. But before we do that, I'm going to tell you where I am going to be coming up really soon. I will be speaking at Smart Customer Service 2018 at the Renaissance Washington, D.C. Hotel, April 9th through the 11th. So come see me. You can head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash smart 2018 and get all the information that you need to book passage into this event. It's going to be fantastic. I believe Brian Solis is going to be the keynote speaker at this event. And we saw him at Social Media Marketing World 2018 give a keynote speech, and we haven't seen him for a while. And he let us know that's because he has been heads down in research. So maybe we can hear some of the results of that research at the Smart Customer Service 2018 event. That would be fantastic. Now, if you're not able to attend, I will do a pre-episode where I talk to you about what I think is going to be very interesting about the event, and then I'll do a post-game episode where I'll wrap up and bring back tidbits from the conference for you. And then next up is going to be the Insight Group's Customer Service Summit West, June 7th through the 8th in San Diego. I love this conference. I've been since 2011, I believe. And there are so many great relationships I've forged with other thought leaders who are running digital and social customer care programs at large brands around the globe. And they have been very helpful to me. So I highly recommend that you go. This conference, I can tell you from experience, is one where you've got a lot of access to the speakers and the leaders so that you can make those connections and get their insights and share your insights with them as well. Head on over to sociallysupportive.com slash CSSWest to find out more about that. Each of these conferences is going to have vendors there that are delivering technology or other support services that can really help you in delivering great customer care. Insight Group's Customer Service Summit will have specific tools and technology and services that will help you deliver social media customer care in its finest. But if you can't wait till June and you really want to be able to work with someone who can help you take your program to the next level through coaching or consulting, whatever it is that you need, did you know that I do that? If you go to sociallysupportive.com, you can click the tab that says work with Frankie and you can find out how it is that you can work with me to make sure that your program is the best that it can possibly be in delivering digital and social customer care. So head on over, click the tab, and just look and see what's over there for you. Okay, let's move into today's inspiration. Today's inspiration comes to us from Mark Zuckerberg, who said, We have a responsibility to protect your data, and if we can't, then we don't deserve to serve you. And our video of the day, I know it's normally a book of the day, but all this week, I think it's really important for us to talk about this video, is Television Delivers People by Richard Serra and Carlotta Faye Schoolman. The link in the show notes at sociallysupportive.com slash episode 150. Every time I say that, I have to stop and go, wow, there are 150 episodes of the Socially Supportive podcast. There is a lot of knowledge in there. But I digress. Anyway, the link that's in the show notes there will take you over to the YouTube video where you can watch the video. 
This is so fascinating to me because back in 1973, Richard and Carlotta were explaining to people that television is free because you're not the customer. Television is free because you are the commodity that is being sold to advertisers. Advertisers are buying time with you so that they can have your attention. And people who control television control the information that's flowing to you. Now, fast forward to today, and it's not television necessarily anymore, but it is also social media. So when you are logging into Facebook or any other channel and it's free, then you are not their customer. You're what's being sold to their customer and their customer is probably the advertisers. That's how it works. And we've known it since 1973. Isn't that crazy? Have a look at that video because it's all completely still relevant today. So Speaking of that, let's move on to what we're talking about today. We are talking about Facebook restrictions on personal data access. This episode was informed by two sources. First, Facebook's news release titled Suspending Cambridge Analytica and SCL Group from Facebook, which was written by Paul Gruel on March 16, 2018. Paul is their VP and Deputy General Counsel at Facebook. And also informed by CNBC's tech article titled, The Six Ways Facebook Plans to Prevent Another Cambridge Analytica Incident by Michelle Castillo on March 21st, 2018. So I'm going to rewind and tell you what we're talking about in case you've been out on vacation. Maybe you were somewhere nice and warm and sunny and you weren't listening to any of this news or picking any of this up. So what are we talking about? What is Cambridge Analytica? Okay, according to Wikipedia, it is a British political consulting firm which combines data mining, data brokerage, and data analysis with strategic communication for the electoral process. And as a bit of a timeline, in 2014, the company was involved in 44 U.S. political races, according to their CEO, Alexander Nix. That's the CEO of Cambridge Analytica. Then in 2015, they did data analysis for Ted Cruz's presidential campaign. And in 2016, they did two things of great significance. First, they worked on Donald Trump's presidential campaign. And second, They worked on Leave.eu's campaign, and that was about Brexit. So then what happened? Okay, on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th of 2018, news broke in The Observer and The New York Times that an academic at Cambridge named Alexander Kogan made this app back in 2015 called This Is Your Digital Life. And the New York Times article particularly says, and I quote, That app harvested private information from the Facebook profiles of more than 50 million users without their permission, making it one of the largest data leaks in the social network's history. But later that day, Facebook's Paul Gruel, again, the VP and Deputy General Counsel at Facebook, released a news release titled Suspending Cambridge Analytica and SCL Group from Facebook. SCL Group is a parent company, if I understand it correctly, of Cambridge Analytica. 
So in this news release, Gruel clarified some things. He said there was no data breach. He said that what happened is Kogan, who was the creator of this app, quote, requested and gained access to information from users who chose to sign up to his app and everyone gave their consent. People knowing, and I'm still quoting, people knowingly provided their information so no systems were infiltrated and no passwords or sensitive pieces of information were stolen or hacked. Whoa, so all of this that we're up in arms about, people signed up to willingly. He also, though, goes on to say that Kogan, quote, violated Facebook's platform policies by passing data from an app that was using Facebook login to SCL Cambridge Analytica, which is a firm that does political government and military work around the globe. So that's where the violation happened. The violation wasn't for the people who signed up. There were 270,000 people who downloaded this app. Kogan did everything right in terms of making sure that he had the authority of those 270,000 people who signed up. And they agreed when they downloaded the app to these things, three things. One, they were going to give the city set on their profile. Two, they were going to release information on the content they liked on Facebook. And three, they were going to release information about friends with privacy settings that would allow it. So that means if you had your privacy settings locked down where friends of friends could not access your data, then your data was not shared with Kogan's app. But if you didn't have your privacy settings locked down, then the information could be given without your knowledge just because you're friends with Kogan and you don't have any locks on your profile. Wow. So the net result of that was that more than 50 million users without their permission had their information given away when they didn't know it. And so the problem is, is that Facebook has these platform policies that when you make an app, and there's a link to the platform policies in the show notes, sociallysupportive.com slash episode 150, where you can see these for yourself. There is a link in there that explains what it is that you're supposed to do and what you're agreeing to when you create an app. And sharing data with a third party, especially in a political sense, is something that you're not supposed to do. So what happened when Facebook found out about this? They learned of his policy violation in 2015 and then removed his app from Facebook and demanded that certifications were given to them from all the parties stating that the data was deleted. And they got this. But recently, they became aware of claims that the data hadn't yet been deleted. And so now today in 2018, they are working to determine the accuracy of those claims. And also in the news release, Gruel made a point of stating that over the past five years, Facebook has worked to improve their quote, ability to detect and prevent violations by app developers. So that's all the background on the what happened. Now, here's what's here's what I want to share with you today is six Facebook initiatives to limit personal data use. And these six initiatives were outlined in the Facebook post that Mark Zuckerberg put out. 
but I'm paraphrasing from Michelle Castillo's article, The Six Ways Facebook Plans to Prevent Another Cambridge Analytica Incident. So first of six, app reviews. They're going to have app reviews on apps that have access to large amounts of data and suspicious activity. However, Facebook doesn't go into detail about what is suspicious activity and all of that. They've got this review team that does all of that. And so Facebook isn't 100% transparent with all of the inner workings of Facebook. They never really have been. Two of five is misuse alerts. This is neat. If you've had your data misused, Facebook is going to send misuse alerts to you and let you know that your data has been misused. There's not more information than that, so we don't know how much we get to know or what's going to happen, but those 50 million people who've had data misused apparently are going to have some alerts sent out. Three of five is an additional review process is being put in place for apps that want access to more than just these data bits. These data bits don't even require a review process. Your username, your profile photo, and the email address that you used when you signed up with Facebook, the one that you have on file with them. Those three things are going out anytime you sign up for an app. Anything more than that, and there's going to be a review internally to Facebook to find out why the app developer thinks they need that information and they want to make sure it's justified. Four of five is they're going to provide easier management of Facebook apps for users. Currently, what I've seen is that it's very challenging to go in and delete apps that you've already signed up for in Facebook. A lot of people online are talking about that. So Facebook is going to put in place a program that makes it easier for you to manage your Facebook apps. And then I don't know if you've ever heard about this or not, but five is bug bounty program gets sweeter. So there is apparently this program that Facebook has called the bug bounty program, where if you find that there's something nefarious going on, with apps that are developed around Facebook that you get some sort of reward for reporting this. And they are going to take this and make it even better than it was before to encourage people and entice them to report when they see that something is amiss. And last but not least, Facebook is instituting a three-month rule. This seems like it makes a lot of sense. What they're going to do is they're going to remove an app's user data access after three months of inactivity. So if a Facebook user hasn't logged into your app or engaged with your app in the past three months, then you are not going to have access to their user data anymore. What a great idea. And I'll tell you that when I was researching for this episode, I went into my own Facebook account to look and see what all apps I had allowed access to. And there were things on there that I didn't ever remember signing up for. I'm sure that I did. But it's been so long that since I signed up for them, I don't remember it. Or I can remember that it's been years ago since I signed up for something. So highly recommend that you go in and look at your apps on Facebook and find out whether there are things there that you don't need anymore and get those deleted. So the reason I'm sharing these six Facebook initiatives with you is so that if your customers are contacting your frontline agents asking questions about what's being done to make sure that their data is safe and secure, especially if you've got an app out there 
Feel free to share these with your frontline reps so that they know how they can respond and be informed about what it is that Facebook is doing so that you can share it with your customers because customers are definitely going to be looking for a little more surety from the brands that they're engaging with on social media. And you'll already be ready with this information and you can get it right into the hands of your agents. Today's episode was brought to you by craftbeerclub.com. Good people drink good beer. Get the finest craft beers from America's best microbreweries delivered right to your door. They search out exceptional craft beers from around the country and then deliver the monthly beer club selections direct to you or your gift recipient's door. You can choose an ongoing beer club membership or craft beer club gifts to ship monthly, every other month, or even quarterly. This is a fantastic gift for the craft beer enthusiast in your life. Give 1 to 12 shipments and receive up to 3 bonus gifts and an additional $25 bonus with your order. So just head on over to sociallysupportive.com and click the picture for craftbeerclub.com today for more information. All right, this has been Wisdom Wednesday. Tomorrow we are going to continue on with our theme about Facebook and the fallout from the Cambridge Analytica fiasco. And we'll be talking about how transparency is more important now than ever. Until then, and even after then, I am Frankie Soche. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Socially Supportive. Want more? Head on over to sociallysupportive.com to join the social pack and find the best tips, tricks, and technology to take your team from okay to outstanding in no time. 